Did you know that Bangalore lost almost 500 crore rupees this year to cyber crimes and less than 30 crores of this money has gone back to the people that it belonged to only 30 crores out of 500 crores I am obviously not one of those lucky ones I lost a grand sum of 2200 rupees to a Google Ads scam some months ago I was trying to order some beers online and I knew the name of the store so I googled it I called the first number that showed up on the results page and the person he asked me to pay via Google Pay before the delivery. Uh I did not suspect much so I paid the amount and then the person called me saying that he had not received the money. But the money had been successfully deducted from my account. So he said that I should add this five digit code that he was giving me that was supposedly his OTP to receive the money. Weird. And then and this is what gave him away he asked me to put this number in the box where you add the payment amount i realized something was shady and i called him out i sent him a few threatening messages but of course he blocked me everywhere an iit kanpur incubated startup recently published a study that found that there are just 10 districts in india that collectively contribute 80% to the cyber crimes in the country It found a bunch of common factors that add to their vulnerability and these included geographical proximity to major urban centers, limited cybersecurity infrastructure, economic challenges and of course low digital literacy. Interestingly enough, the Ken reporter Pratap Vikram Singh wrote about these scams in detail in a story. He specifically covered online ad scams. Turns out these sort of ad scams in India using tech platforms like Google, Meta or even e-marketplaces such as OLX are becoming dangerously common and also quite creative. Cybercrime syndicates have been duping people of anything from a few thousands like me to even a few crore rupees. And this is just one way that these crime syndicates are defrauding unsuspecting users through these fraud ads on Google, Facebook, Instagram and marketplaces. Scammers also manipulate Google Maps, promote links on Google Search and they host malicious apps on Google Play. The amount of money that customers have reported losing to fraud that originated on social media platforms has skyrocketed since 2017. Last year alone people reported losing more than a billion dollars to frauds that started on social media. So what are the likes of Google and Meta doing to prevent these crimes? And more importantly, is it enough? Welcome to Daybreak, a business podcast from the Ken. I'm your host Nikdha Sharma and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Monday, the 27th of November. show called Jamtara on Netflix about this town in Jharkhand where a bunch of young boys were running a fishing scam. The actual town is infamous for being a hotbed for such crimes. But guess what? 
A new city has now taken its place as the number one cybercrime hotspot in India, Bharatpur in Rajasthan, which is followed by Mathura in Uttar Pradesh and Nu in Haryana. But that doesn't mean that cybercrimes from Jamtara have stopped. Just this March, a man called Anil Nautial lost 10 lakh rupees in a scam that was traced to Jamtara. In another incident, a man in New Delhi called Gopal Singh lost money while trying to buy an Ola electric scooter. When his efforts to apply for finance through Ola's app and website were failing, he noticed these ads popping up on his Facebook and Instagram. They were promising easy online booking and financing options. But as it turns out, it was a trap set up by scamsters and Singh ended up losing 30,000 rupees. Pratap managed to access both the FIR and the charge sheet and they clearly state that the scam originated with Singh clicking on a link on Meta's photo sharing app Instagram. The Ken's review of copies of six FIRs and three charge sheets filed in similar cases in Mumbai, Delhi and Nu in Haryana showed a pattern. In all of them, these tech platforms and marketplaces were turned to account with scammers paying for fraudulent ads to deceive users. Varun Singla, news superintendent of police, carried out raids with over 5,000 cops at more than 300 areas across the district in April this year. He told the Ken that during interrogation, it was found that a majority of the accused were using Facebook for scamming. Overall, the police booked 65 suspects and filed 11 FIRs. Another senior cop in Mumbai police told us that scammers manipulate Google Maps, promote links on Google Search and they host malicious apps on Google Play. Now, here is where this gets even more interesting. In the case concerning Singh who was trying to buy an Ola electric scooter, the Delhi police caught three key members. These people were running the group's tech support. There was Saini in Delhi and TV Venkatachala and Nagesh in Bangalore. Saini happens to be a mass communications graduate from Delhi's IP University and Venkatachala is an engineering graduate. Venkatachala told the Delhi police that there are many tech-savvy, organized, long-time members in the group who frequently asked him to modify website content and contact numbers. Their work is all meticulously planned. And another group, mostly from West Bengal and Assam, was helping them get SIM cards that they were using in the crime. And the syndicate's linchpin was the one managing the money transfers. The police arrested over 20 people from Bihar, Telangana, Haryana, West Bengal and Delhi in the case. Now, considering that a good chunk of these crimes are taking place on platforms like Google and Meta, what are they doing about it? Stay tuned to find out. But before that, my colleague Deeksha has a message for you. We all know how tough placement season can get at India's top engineering institutes like the IITs and the IIITs. Barely 17% of the engineering graduates actually get placed every year. And as if having an engineering career in India wasn't tough enough, this year, engineering graduates are in for the worst placement season in more than a decade. Big companies are in no mood to make bulk hires. And recruitment agencies are expecting a 30% fall in placements. 
many IT firms that are regulars at campus placements have decided to not show up at all. And even the ones that are coming are not bringing in more than a handful of jobs with even stricter conditions. And in the middle of all of this, the burden of getting the engineering grads their dream jobs falls on the shoulders of the placement cells and the placement officers at these institutes. In this unexpected year, they are pulling out all stops and getting pretty creative to get the graduates placed. The whole process of placements is changing. And some of these changes, not all in the interest of the students, by the way, might just become permanent. And what I've told you is just the tip of the iceberg. If you want to get the big picture on what engineering placements might look like a couple of years from now, I suggest you read this story by the Ken reporter Alifia Khan. And for you to be able to do that, we've made this story absolutely free on the Ken's website. But it's only free for today, the 27th of November. So go ahead, give it a read, share away with your friends before the counter runs out. I'm Diksha from the Ken's audio team. Thank you for listening to us. And if you like what we do, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to your host, Snigdha. Google says that in 2022 alone, it removed more than 5 billion fraudulent ads from its platform around the world. For this, it used a combination of automated and human monitoring. In India specifically, despite the low per capita ad revenue, Big tech has been spending a lot of money and effort to ensure a clean ad ecosystem and also deliver adequate returns to the advertisers, especially because it is their largest user market. But scammers are constantly finding new loopholes and it seems that these platforms are not doing enough to keep these bad actors away. They often turn a blind eye to all of it because in the end, they are getting paid for these ads. You won't believe There was even a case where scammers used funds stolen from a victim's account to pay their Google Ads bill. When we asked Meta about all of this, their spokesperson told us, and I'm quoting, All ads are subject to our ad review system, which relies primarily on automated and in some cases manual review to check ads against these policies. This happens before ads begin running. End quote. Someone close to Google told us that Google has 20,000 employees, regular and contractual, who handle its trust and safety teams globally. Another person who is close to Meta told us that Meta has a team twice that size. Teams within the trust and safety divisions look at ad integrity and they monitor and approve ad postings. And they reject the ones that appear genuine but have an altogether different landing page. They also match the ad content against ad policies for each sector. These teams are in-house and contractual, the latter being the first in the line of defense to vet these ads. These contractual staff are supplied by vendors such as Accenture and Cognizant. But Meta laid off 20% of its trust and safety team in a year Something like trust and safety in online ads is a combination of automation and humans. Which is why lesser people in the teams monitoring these ads is not a good thing. In its email response to our questions, Google told us that it is constantly changing and improving its technology and processes to ensure that bad actors who are also constantly evolving with new techniques can be identified and actioned on 
in a timely manner. But having policies in place is one thing and implementing them is another. Plus, our government's regulations are a bit ambiguous and honestly a little too lenient. Coming up next... In the IT rules, platforms like Google and Meta are considered as intermediaries. Intermediaries are defined as platforms that primarily or solely enable online interaction between two or more people and allow them to create, upload, share, disseminate, modify or access information using their services. The Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology of India regulates these tech companies under rules that protect these intermediaries by only expecting them to take down content after it is flagged. But we spoke to Rakesh Maheshwari who worked at the ministry's cyber laws division and was also part of the team that put down the IT rules of 2021. He told the Ken that Google and Meta, which profit from scam ads, cannot escape responsibility by claiming to be intermediaries. This is because they are effectively acting as publishers and they should be directly accountable. The study from IIT Kanpur noted that while established cybercrime hubs continue to pose significant threats, the emerging new hotspots also demand attention and proactive measures by people and authorities. The study pointed towards the low technical barriers that allow scammers to thrive using readily available hacking tools. Also, inadequate Know Your Customer or KYC and verification processes on online platforms let these criminals create fake identities and make it very difficult for law enforcement to trace them. And last but not the least, the study also highlighted that the pool of cyber criminals in India is becoming bigger because underemployed and unemployed individuals are being recruited and trained by cybercrime syndicates. But whether it is as publishers or as intermediaries, tech giants need to confront these problems that they have helped foster. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of the Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien. 